What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. My name's Kyle. Today, it's February 19th. Happy President's Day. Uh, Monday, we're just going to be hanging out. We're going to do a first-round NFL mock draft 2024. We'll go through all 32 picks, and uh, we're going to be using PFF's mock draft simulator. And I just want to note off the bat, I'm not super into the scouting world for fantasy football and for the NFL draft. Mostly this is a fantasy football channel. I know a good amount of the quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. That's kind of my area that I'm looking at right now. Defensively, I'm pretty good with the first round and I've watched a lot of their stuff. Um, so we're just basically using this to have fun. We're going to mock draft a little bit and just see where, you know, potential teams may be looking at certain positions and trying to fill needs. So uh, this is all in fun. We're just going to have fun with it and let's uh, let's get it started. I'm going to hop into a screen share here and we're just going to start identifying uh, some potential landing spots for players and for certain teams. And uh, again, first round mock draft, uh, we will select all teams. We're going to make all the picks and uh, we're going to leave these settings as is uh, just leave it as this that should be good and let's hit enter let's go ahead and start this draft off here now i'm not going to do any trades we could potentially discuss some things along the way here um who knows if the team's going to come up and trade for the 101 with chicago i i think we're probably likely looking at justin fields being moved around whether that is atlanta whether it's denver you know Maybe even New England, Minnesota. You know, there's a lot of teams that could move around for Justin Fields. I think the Raiders are another team that could be interesting. Uh, but we'll just leave it as is. And I think with the first overall pick, you got to go with Caleb Williams here. I'm going to hit start draft here and we'll get this fired up. But uh, Caleb Williams is a game changer. We, we've seen it for him from him the last couple seasons at USC. They kind of put it, he kind of took his foot off the gas last year as the season just kind of unraveled a little bit. But man, 2022, 2023, we see elite things on his tape. And Caleb Williams should be the 101. And honestly, like, there's we're going to do quarterbacks here at the top of the draft. I, I think there's three legit quarterbacks where in most years they would be the 101 in the NFL like actual draft. So uh, we're going to get Caleb Williams to the Chicago bears in the back of my mind. We're going to keep, you know, we're going to keep thoughts there on, and I, I don't think Justin Fields is going to go to the commanders or the Patriots. I think you're likely looking at fields going somewhere to like Atlanta, somewhere to probably not Minnesota. I don't think the bears would trade in the division, but I really like Denver. I think honestly, I think the, the Raiders are an interesting team. They're kind of in no man's land. Well, maybe they're in spot for 13. Uh, but otherwise, Seattle's, I don't know if Seattle's going to go after a guy. They have Geno Smith under contract, but maybe the Steelers. I think the Steelers are an interesting one. So let's go ahead and get Caleb Williams to the Chicago Bears, and we'll kind of let Justin Fields fall in where he needs to go. Now, uh, again, we mentioned no trades here at pick number two. We got the Washington Commanders. I'm excited about the commanders. I think they have a breath of fresh air. They finally got new ownership. They got new coaching staff. Uh, if we look at the Washington commanders depth chart real quick. Yeah, they have, they have Sam Howell who I think played fine. They have to obviously put a lot of things around him yet for him to be better. Uh, but I don't know if he's a guy that they're going to want to build around. So they have two options here. They either go for a quarterback here or they maybe trade out and they say, let's just stink it up with Sam Howell one more year and just reload. But man, it's really hard to pass on a potential franchise changing quarterback. And I think that's what they have the opportunity to do here. Uh, I do like what's going on here, though. Dan Quinn, Cliff Kingsbury, Joe Witt Jr. You got some nice pieces here. And with Cliff Kingsbury, you know, didn't have the best 
coaching career in Arizona, but we like his style of offense. He did some really nice things with Kyler Murray. And man, if you go into this and you grab a Drake May, uh, I don't see Jaden Daniels up here yet. Where is Jaden Daniels? He's a little bit lower. Yeah, he's a little bit lower, but uh, commanders, I know you guys have a lot of different paths you guys can take in this draft. If you do trade back, I think you could get a haul for the 102, but I think it makes the most sense to take Drake May. You got two North Carolina quarterbacks. We'll see how it goes, but we're going to lock in Drake May here. And then we can build in a lot of these needs. They, they need trenches. They specifically need secondary defensive help. Uh, but getting the guy, I think it's so hard to do. You have the 102 here. This could be a franchise-changing uh, quarterback here. We're going to take Drake May. And I think he is the 102, man. He's got it all. Uh, I really, really enjoy Drake May. He's had two great years. Came back down a little bit last year, but again, some of the offense and some of the pieces left uh, North Carolina in 2023. Still a great season, but man, that 2022 tape, go back and watch some of those games where he threw for almost 4,300 yards, 37 touchdowns. Still had a good rating. Still played really well, but man, he is uh, he's the real deal. I think he could be a lot of fun, and who knows, with those weapons, you know, they got Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson. Maybe they, they get a tight end in here. They have a, lot, a little bit of fun uh, potential with Drake May here. So we'll get him to number two. <clears throat> and then we're at the, the clock here with the Patriots. They obviously need quarterback. They can't go in with Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi as the starting potential quarterbacks. They do need wide receivers as well. So like taking Marvin Harrison Jr. here, man, I, 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 I could see it. You know, maybe the Patriots just say, let's lock in Marvin Harrison Jr. and go figure out what to do. Uh, I want to look at the the full depth chart here. Let me just go to Tankathon real quick here. I want to see where the Patriots next pick. They pick at 34. So, you know, they, they might be able to move up from 34 and grab a quarterback in the back end of the first round if they wanted to do so. But, I, I you know, my head's saying Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best player on the board. But Jaden Daniels, man, I mentioned it earlier. I think there's a few quarterbacks. There's three quarterbacks that, you know, in a, in a normal – NFL draft, or NFL, you know, he would go number one. I, th I think Jane Daniels is that good. He had such a good season last year. And a lot of people are saying he's kind of a one-year guy, but the PFF grades really liked him in 2021, 2022. And then obviously he peaked last year, his Heisman year, but everything just hit last year, 40 touchdowns, only four interceptions. He's a smart player and, you know, six foot four, 210. He's, he's not quite Anthony Richardson big, but he is pretty big for a, a quarterback and he can run the ball uh, as good as any of them. Like he's, he's coming in hot and for fantasy football purposes, he might, he might actually be the best fantasy rookie quarterback uh, right off the bat with his rushing upside. So getting a game changer at quarterback, it's hard, you know, it's so hard to do. I think the Patriots probably have to make this pick, but again, I want to note they could easily take Marvin Harrison Jr. here and say, we're going to try and figure out quarterback. We're going to bring in Russell Wilson. We're going to bring in, we're going to bring in Justin Fields. You know, they, they, they could do that. I don't know if that would cost them the number three overall pick. Can they get Justin Fields for pick 34 and like a fifth round pick? Maybe that, that could be interesting to see what happens. So man, I think, I think it's really serious. Marvin Harrison Jr. Could go three, but we're going to lock in Jane Daniels and just try and get the top three quarterbacks, top three picks. Uh, and now the, the draft still hasn't officially started. I think I think it's a lock. The top four picks this year are probably looking at the three QBs and Marvin Harrison Jr. I don't really need to sell you guys on Marvin Harrison Jr. Fantastic seasons the last two years. He played a little bit better with C.J. Stroud, had a little bit more yards. Same amount of touchdowns, though, in both years, 14 and 14. But receptions were up. 
2022, his grades were up in 2022 and a few other metrics as, as well as like he, he had a, a pretty bad drop rate. It was, you know, below average here. Uh, and a couple other his, of his grades weren't as good as 2022. But, you know, at that point, pretty sizable downgrading quarterback from Stroud to uh, I can't remember the Ohio State's quarterback right now in 2023, but it was a little bit of a downgrade. Not overall concerned here. You're, you're looking at a potential elite wide receiver one right out of the bat here. Six foot four, 205. He's going to be your outside receiver. Arizona, man, all season, all 2023, you know, the first half of the season, we're thinking they're going to get the number one overall pick. There's Kyler Murray questions, you know, are they going to move on from him? Are they going to go with Caleb? And now they, they get to just say, hey, like, we're going to go with Kyler Murray, who looked good at the end of last year. He's going to be a full year removed from his knee injury. And we can just plug in Marvin Harrison Jr., a game-changing potential wide receiver. Um, you know, I don't think it's going to be long before we start saying he's a top five receiver in the NFL. Maybe even his rookie year, he could be a top 10 receiver by some standards here. So we're going to lock in Marvin Harrison Jr. here at the 104. And uh, did I say too, I'm, I'm trying to have fun with this. This is something that I want to see. I want to see Marvin Harrison Jr. with Kyler Murray. Uh, I want to see all these these quarterbacks go and succeed in the NFL. So very heavy offensive first round draft this season. I think you're going to see a lot of quarterbacks, receivers, uh, no running backs. We'll get to the tight end eventually. And then there's going to be a lot of offensive linemen here. So very heavy offense dominated uh, draft so far. But the Chargers at pick five, man, running back, receiver, tight end. D-line, linebacker, cornerback, they have a plethora of needs. We're not going to go running back. Uh, I do think that they need to look at wide receiver, man. You're talking about an aging Keenan Allen. Don't know what's going on with Mike Williams. He, you know, he's kind of always finding a way to be injured. And then Quentin Johnson was kind of a swing and a miss here. So I don't know what the future looks like for this wide receiver core. I think Josh Palmer's fine as like a number three, number four, but replacing Keenan Allen, replacing Mike Williams, I think is a priority here. You know, they could use some offensive line help here. I think the right side of the line could definitely use some help here, but either way you're bringing in new offense here, Jim Harbaugh, Greg Roman, and, and Roman's had some success in Baltimore, uh, more of a running, you know, running back minded coach, but to come in here and look at the best player on the board. It's Malik Neighbors. I think I put him as, um, no, he's not the thumbnail. Drake May was the thumbnail of this video here. But Malik Neighbors, um, I don't think there's that big of a drop-off from Marvin Harrison Jr. to Malik Neighbors. Malik Neighbors had a fantastic season last year, almost 1,600 yards, 14 touchdowns, 89 receptions. Fantastic season. And he did have production. In 2022, so it's not a one-year breakout. He played pretty well, hit a thousand yards, not so many touchdowns. Uh, but I think just the growth of Jaden Daniels and just everything kind of came together for this one season. Dude was the best graded receiver in this class from a PFF grade standpoint. I think he led in yards per route run, pretty good drop rate. Look at his uh, grade versus man coverage. It's a 90.8. That's as elite as it could get. Contested catch rate is fine, uh, but this is the guy that can play anywhere on the field. Slot snaps. And wide snaps are almost 50-50 split. He is he is a finesse player. And if you watch some of his tape, he looks if you, he looks a little bit like Jamar Chase. Some of the times where he's he's just streaking down the field and making some big plays and the way he can make people miss with the ball in his hand. So I love Malik Neighbors here. And that's our top five. Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Marvin Harrison Jr., and Malik Neighbors. And then I think the draft really starts here at six. I, I want to lock those top five players in. And the, the Giants, man, we know they're kind of strapped with Daniel Jones here. 
I don't think they're going to take a quarterback here at six. I think they probably have to let Daniel Jones play out one more season in New York before making any big decisions there. But this team needs so many things. Sure, they could use wide receiver. I don't think they're going to go Romo Dunze. Offensive line, defensive line, linebacker, D-back. That's probably where we're going to be looking at here. I think there's some really good offensive linemen that make sense for the Giants here. Let me just pull up their... um, Let's pull up their depth chart and just locate some things here. So Andrew Thomas, left tackle, Evan Neal, right tackle here. Not sure. You know, I think these guys missed a lot of games last year, both. Uh, They could definitely use a guard, left guard, right guard. Definitely some opportunities here for them to plug in some starters. But Joe Alt, I know the tackle here, fantastic tackle out of Notre Dame. He's primarily a left tackle. And I I don't know if Andrew Thomas is going to be a guy that sticks around. He's, he's, you know, 2020 with he was he was a first round draft pick. Uh, don't know if he's going to be with the team long term. Taking the the best potential left tackle makes a lot of sense, and then you can bring in a quarterback next year. That's typically a good path for teams to take when they're rebuilding an offense slowly. So Joe Alt is a name I've seen a lot here. If they wanted offensive linemen, I think that would be the way to go. I've seen Cooper DeGene go top 10. I've seen a lot of these players here. I also like the the Penn State tackle Fashanu, primarily a left tackle. But the Giants, man, I, we're not going to give them Brock Bowers. We're not going to give them Romo Dunze, which I think would be fun. I, I think you just you take the best player in the trenches. That's going to be Joe Alt. They'll figure it out. They have a couple starting tackles right now. But getting them the best future left tackle for their quarterback next year is probably where we're going to go. So the Giants are kind of playing for 2025. Uh, moving into the Tennessee Titans wide receiver offensive line. And D-back is where we need here. The Titans need a lot of help. Um, pretty much any like any pick we make for the Titans is going to be a good pick. Uh, I'm curious, Titans fans, what you guys want. I've seen a lot of um, Brock Bowers to Tennessee kind of rumors here. He did. I think he leaked that he wanted to play for Tennessee. So that's definitely a possibility here. But look at this offensive line here. They have a couple free agents here with their center and their right tackle. Uh a third round left tackle here. Peter Skaronsky is really the only mainstay here. So to me, very, very clear. The Titans are going to look at tackle. Uh, I want to note Brock Bowers would be an opportunity here if we wanted to get him off the board, but I think sticking with tackle makes the most sense here. Whether you like Fashanu from Penn state or Fawaga from Oregon state, I could go either way. Fawaga, mostly a right tackle. I think he's going to stay there at the NFL. Um, So either way, um, we're gonna go. We're gonna go with Fuaga here, the right tackle, and get him to the Tennessee Titans as they're trying to rebuild uh, potentially around Will Levis. Uh, and then we have some fun here: the Atlanta Falcons, quarterback, wide receiver, edge rusher, cornerback are their top needs. Um, I think in my first mock draft, I did not put a quarterback. I think I might have put a fourth quarterback in, but I didn't put a lot of QBs. Atlanta can do whatever they want here. They're not taking Brock Bowers. They could take the the, the best cornerback available here, whether it's Wiggins or DeGene, whoever fits their board. Maybe Odunze. I I wouldn't be surprised there, but I think with what they have now, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson, they could probably add some wide receivers later. Don't need all that star power. I love Byron Murphy. That's probably the top defensive lineman I would take here. So they're looking at corners. They're looking at defensive linemen. Probably not. Their offensive line is actually really, really good. But I think we got to look at quarterback here, guys. And I, I've seen a lot of buzz lately in the 
the last week or two of quarterbacks being pushed into like this eight to 15 range. And JJ McCarthy is, is probably the guy that I'm going to go with for this pick here. Now he is a basically a three-year starter here at Michigan and the stats are not eye popping. Not at all. You know, that offense with Jim Harbaugh, they ran the ball. That's primarily what they did. J.J. McCarthy was essentially a Brock Purdy for this offense. But uh, if you go back and watch the tape, and when when I really noticed that McCarthy was good was when I was watching Roman Wilson tape. And Wilson is a fun player that we'll, we'll get to in Dynasty Talks. But uh, I think J.J. McCarthy, he's, he's very young. I think he's only 20 years old, and uh, he played at an elite level. He's a winner. 22 touchdowns, four interceptions. He improved every season uh, of his career in terms of passer rating. And I think he can make all the throws. I, I think he's a guy that can grow. And uh, he's got, you know, you're, you're, you're happy with the size here. Six foot three, 202. He's athletic. I think he's just turning 21. So he's very young. I've seen a lot of buzz, man, of J.J. McCarthy moving up into the first round. Atlanta, kind of a luxury pick here. They do have Desmond Ritter. I don't, we, he's not the guy. So bringing in J.J. McCarthy to compete with him uh, for the week one start, I think, makes a lot of sense. I like J.J. McCarthy over Bo Nix and Michael Penix. He is my QB4. I'm going to go with J.J. McCarthy to the Atlanta Falcons here. Uh, and then the Chicago Bears. They got Caleb Williams at the 101. Everybody gives them Romo Dunze here at the number nine pick here. So to just to kind of speed this video up, I'm going to go with Romo Dunze for the Chicago Bears. They could go anything they want here, whether they want, you know, a top tackle, a top cornerback. I think that makes a lot of sense. But, hey, let's have a little bit of fun. Romo Dunze to the Chicago Bears. And then the New York Jets here. They need wide receiver. They need tackle. They need defensive line. The Jets need a little bit of everything. Uh, I kind of like taking Byron Murphy here for the Jets. But these cornerbacks, man, they, they keep slipping. I don't think the Jets need a cornerback. They do need offensive line, though. Let me just double-check their depth chart and see what side of the the ball they need here. Elijah Vera Tucker, right tackle. We love it. Makai Becton's kind of been frustrating from what I remember here. So we're going to go left tackle here. That is Fashanu from Penn State here. Not the best graded out player in, uh, in, in terms of PFF grade, but the dude's never given up a sack in three years uh, with Penn State. Basically a, a two-year starter and didn't, so, didn't play so many games in his freshman season, but we're going to give them left tackle and we're going to kind of try and speed this up here. Now you have the Minnesota Vikings on the clock here at 11 and they have a lot of needs, a lot of offensive line needs uh, defensively. They could use a defensive lineman, linebacker, D back. I think all that makes sense here. Quarterback is what I've seen very popular lately being mocked to the Minnesota Vikings. If they wanted to try Bo Nix here, I think that's interesting. Bo Nix is my QB five. I like Michael Penix Jr. I think he can make all the throws. Uh, I think athletically though, he's a little thin. Bo Nix, a little bit better body. He primarily plays uh, in the shotgun here. So that could be really fun for Justin Jefferson's and, uh, you know, Jordan Addison and, and TJ Hawkinson down the line here. So I like Bo Nix. Uh, we're just going to run that pick in. We're going to run Bo Nix in here and the Denver Broncos, man. That is a team that I've seen rumored a lot uh, to, to move up for a guy like Drake May, probably not the Jaden Daniels, but if there was a team to move up and, and try to make a deal with the commanders, it would be the Denver Broncos, I believe. Obviously, I had them miss on the QBs in this mock draft here, but they need QB, receiver, center, edge, cornerback here. Uh, I, I like the Broncos opportunity because they're going to get a good player either way here. I really, really like Byron Murphy. Murphy, they need an edge rusher. They need a cornerback, though. Best edge rusher would be Dallas Turner, Jared Verse. Uh, both really good players, but uh, we're going to just get the hmm, 
do we take the top edge rusher or do we get them another cornerback here to go with uh, Pat Sertan Jr. here? And I mean, they're playing in a really good division. You've got Pat Mahomes and Justin Herbert on the other side of the uh, of the division here. They really, you know, after Pat Sertan Jr., you know, Fabian Moreau, Kawan Williams, they don't really have a lot of depth here. So I'm going to give them the best cornerback here, which I think is Cooper DeGene, a uh, really fun player here. He plays a lot of positions here too. He can play corner, he can play slot, he can move around, box deep. I've seen some teams maybe consider moving him, you know, into like a safety position. Really good player, fantastic passer ratings allowed the last two seasons. No touchdowns allowed last year either here. So I, I like Cooper DeGene quite a bit. Uh, if we wanted to look at Nate Wiggins, really good player. Uh, primarily, you know, the corner outside cornerback position did allow a couple touchdowns, but again, fantastic corner here. And, uh, you know, they, there's a need, you know, it's very clear here. They have two free agents in the secondary on the corners. If they can't get a quarterback, take that corner and go from there. So Cooper DeGene will be the pick for the Broncos, the Raiders on the clock here, quarterback, uh, running back, offensive line, defensive line, linebacker D back here. I could see them going anywhere uh, with this pick here. Probably not tight end. Maybe we get them an outside cornerback here. I, again, I really like Byron Murphy. Um, let's take a peek here at that Raiders depth chart. And we're looking at uh, some interior defensive linemen, these defensive tackles potentially needing to be replaced. Malcolm Kuntz here. Um, so big need at defensive line here. Secondary, I can see a need here at cornerback here. They have Jack Jones, a little bit of trouble here. Amick Robertson, Nate Hobbs. We're going to run this pick in here with Nate Wiggins, the cornerback here. I do. Quinion Mitchell is a very good corner. He's been moving up a lot of boards. And, you know, just to be a little bit different, we can just go ahead and, and make that, you know, we can make that pick here because the Raiders typically do something different every time. Uh, but we'll get Nate Wiggins, the cornerback, off the board. That seems like a pretty big need. And, again, we just mentioned it for the Broncos. Like, they're playing against Pat Mahomes. They're playing against Herbert. There's going to be some new QBs in this division soon here. So taking cornerback for both teams, I think, makes sense. The New Orleans Saints, they need they need a quarterback for the future. They need some offensive line help here. Uh, but I think what makes the most sense for them is to lock in Byron Murphy. They need some defensive line help. If we pull up the Saints depth chart real quick. You know, obviously Cameron Jordan's there, but not a lot of help here. And I think just getting Byron Murphy. To me, the best defensive lineman in this class, three-year starter here at Texas, six sacks last year. He can play. He primarily played B-gap the last two years, but he can play A and uh, six foot one, 308. We're going to lock in Byron Murphy here to the New Orleans Saints. The Indianapolis Colts, it says their top need is wide receiver, offensive line, defensive line, D-back here. I, I, I couldn't name a cornerback on the Colts for you. Uh, off the top of my head here, it's uh, Juju Brents, Dallas Flowers, Kenny Moore. Safeties need some help here. I think their offensive line is in decent shape where we don't need to make a first-round pick here, but I'm going to lock in Quinion Mitchell here, the top cornerback. If you wanted to look at Terry and Arnold from Alabama, two-year starter here. He can play slot. He played a lot of slot last year, corner, box, deep. A little bit of stuff that he can do, but uh, Quinion Mitchell will be the pick here for the Indianapolis Colts. Seattle Seahawks, they need interior offensive linemen. They need edge rusher. The top center is still available here, Jackson Powers Johnson. Let's take a peek here real quick at the Seahawks depth chart and see if we can find some holes. Uh, left guard, center, and right guard are all free agents entering this season. I think they're locked in with Charles Cross and Abraham Lucas here. So potentially getting a center 
makes a lot of sense here. Um, and I've seen Powers Johnson. He can play. Yeah, he can play right guard. He did play a little bit of left guard. He's a guy that if they needed to move him around, they can. Um, so we're going to go ahead and give the Seahawks the best interior offensive lineman slash center. Uh, if they wanted to go edge rusher, though, they totally could. Uh, they do need some edge rusher helps. They have Leonard Williams. We'll see if they can get him back. I still like Boye Mafe. Um, a couple other guys here that I like. Uh, but getting an interior offensive lineman for a team that wants to run the ball, let's go ahead and run that in for Seattle. Jacksonville, guard, center, edge, D-back here. Not a great season last year. They need they need help on defensive side of the ball. They also need some interior offensive linemen. It looks like they could use a left guard here. Um, defensively, man, this defensive line is pretty bad. You know, they have Josh Allen, which I think is, is, is really strong. They have Trayvon Walker. So edge rusher, you know, drafting one in the first round, I don't think is the priority here. They If there's a team that wants to move up for Byron Murphy, this might be the team. Uh, otherwise, Jerzon Newton maybe is a player here who, Three-year starter at Illinois, had two fantastic seasons the last couple of years. Primarily a B-gap guy, but he can play over the tackle here. I think getting a defensive lineman that can be versatile for them makes a lot of sense. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and lock in the next best defensive lineman here. And interestingly enough, doesn't say that that's one of their needs here, but to me, this is a pretty glaring need here. They don't have a lot of interior defensive lineman help. Um, so I'm going to go Jerzon Newton. Got an ADP of 15.8, so I, I like that pick. Um, in the last mock draft that I did, I gave, I gave the Cincinnati Bengals Brock Bowers. I'm not going to do that here. I think that's totally a pick that they could do. Uh, Cincinnati though, like they've needed offensive line for the longest time here. So let's see if we can identify here. They have Orlando Brown, Cordell Volson, Ted Karras, uh, Karras, Alex Kappa, and Jonah Williams. Don't know if they're going to get Jonah Williams back here. So maybe offensive lineman is a priority, whether it's JC Latham, and Latham's primarily a right tackle here, basically three-year starter here at Alabama, really solid uh, pass blocking numbers, run grade is fine. He can run, like he's a really good zone, which it translates at the NFL in the next level here. So uh, I'm just going to run in offensive lineman here, get you guys a starting right tackle here as potentially Jonah Williams, who's been injured throughout his career, locks in a starting offensive lineman here. And now the LA Rams making their first first round pick in what seems like five years what do we do with the la Rams here they need quarterback offensive line defensive line linebacker d-back so many things that they could do but i think this is a, a collision of hey who's the rams tight end right now it's tyler higby you got matthew stafford i think plugging in a brock bowers into this rams offense would be super exciting i think everybody would love that fit Dude was ready to come out of the into the NFL his first season. Like he, everyone was like super like, can we get him? You know, eligible. Um, so Brock Bowers, I'm gonna ha just have fun with it. I think this is the farthest he would fall, Bengals Rams range. So uh, we'll get Brock Bowers off the off the draft here. I think teams are gonna be a little gun shy to draft tight end in the first, especially the top ten picks or so. But I like the fit. Uh, the Steelers that obviously need a quarterback. I mentioned them may maybe wanting to be in the Justin Field sweepstakes. They need corner or they need center linebacker defensive back here. Uh, there's really not a linebacker that makes sense here, but as you're looking at it, there's corners, there's edge rushers, offensive linemen. Looks like there's a little pause here. Our Marius Mims, Troy fought Fatanu from Washington, Graham Barton. I'm seeing a lot of steam from him, uh, but I think getting a, a, a cornerback here makes a lot of sense. Their secondary struggled to guard uh, opponent wide receivers last year. They really, they really only have, um, 
sorry, uh, they really only have Jerry Porter, Porter Jr. that I think is with their plans long term here. So getting a cornerback makes uh, a lot of sense. So we looked at Terry and Arnold. Kool-Aid McKinstry might make a little sense here if we look at his numbers. Uh, primarily the outside cornerback doesn't move around too much. Uh, really good zone coverage player. Uh, I don't know if the Steelers run zone more than they run man here. So if, if I'm wrong with that, maybe if they, if they are primarily zone, Kool-Aid McKinstry makes sense. Otherwise, Terry and Arnold here, not a great man coverage either. So both zone cornerbacks here that would uh, potentially be uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Otherwise, Ennis Rakestraw Jr. is another name that I've seen quite a bit. But, hey, let's just go ahead and get the top player off the board. Terry and Arnold, Alabama cornerback here for the Steelers. Get them another bookend on the outside. Miami Dolphins, tight end, offensive line. No tight ends to be thought of. Let's look at their depth chart real quick. Where is Miami? And Miami, what do they want to do? They want to run the ball. Left guard, center, right guard, all potential free agents this year. I think Austin Jackson's fine at right tackle. Teron Armstead getting up there in age. Honestly, they could just go best player available at offensive line if they really wanted to. Maybe they need an edge rusher here. Jalen Phillips, really good. Bradley Chubb's really good. After that, their depth's a little weak. Uh, they do need defensive line help, though, next to Christian Wilkins, who I would assume comes back going to get a bag of money uh, coming back. But uh, either way, the best offensive lineman here, Amarius Mims, primarily a right guard or right tackle, my bad here. Didn't play a lot of games. He was injured uh, throughout his career at Georgia, so we'll have to watch his medicals. But Troy uh, Fatanu from Washington, primarily a left tackle. That could be really good pass block grade, but a really poor zone grade gap grade. So I don't think he's a Miami Dolphin player. Graham Barton, though, left tackle here. He's the guy that I've seen screaming up boards. He's a really good zone uh, runner, uh, run blocker, gap grade not so good, but he can run block, he can pass block. Basically a three-year starter here. Uh, I mean, I've seen him rise up boards quite a bit. I don't see an interior offensive lineman here uh, worth a worth a pull here. So, the, you know, either reaching on offensive linemen here or taking one of the best edge rushers makes a lot of sense here. Maybe wide receiver. You know, Tyreek Hill's getting up there in age. They could, If they wanted to, they could be looking at Brian Thomas, Troy Franklin. They could have some fun with some of these names here. But, you know what, I'm going to go um, – Armarius Mims, not a good zone, not a good zone. I think they run a lot of zone there. So I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to give them Graham Barton, one of the best zone run blocking left tackles here, and we'll see. Um, you know, they have Teron Armstead, they have Austin Jackson. I think looking at interior offensive linemen does make a lot of sense here, but I don't really see one uh, worth taking. Let me just double check real quick. Zach Frazier, Christian Haynes, you know, all these guys are kind of mid to second round picks here. So maybe, you know, maybe the Dolphins just simply go, hey, let's be let's be best player available. Let's just be water here. Uh, they could take a big they don't have a big target. You know, a guy like Brian Thomas makes a lot of sense for a team like that. I could so totally see that pick having a lot of fun. Uh, but let's just give them an edge rusher. And they have Jalen Phillips. They have Bradley uh, Chubb. Is there any more defensive linemen that makes sense here? And I'll tell you what, I've seen I've seen Darius Robinson go pretty high too. You know, a lot of people like him. Uh, let's see, is there anyone that's like super versatile? Mostly outside here for Dallas Turner, Jared Verse, mostly, mostly outside tackle. You know, I don't see like a, a like a defensive end for them available here. I like Latu a lot too. Uh, mostly outside tackle here. So 
Not sure what to do. I'm going to just have a fun pick here. I'm going to go Brian Thomas, get them a stud outside receiver here. Tyreek Hill's getting up there in age. Jalen Waddell, Brian Thomas could be a really fun duo in the future. Uh, the Eagles, wide receiver, linebacker, defensive back here. I think to them, they need a cornerback so bad. We're going to run in Kool-Aid McKinstry here, zone corner. Uh, Houston, wide receiver, tight end, defensive line, linebacker. Not sure what Houston really needs, man. I don't see them grabbing a wide receiver, but, you know, when they have C.J. Stroud here, maybe they just want to continue to surround him with weapons. I like their offensive line. I think they're going to stay healthy this year and, and kind of keep something, uh, you know, of a, of a really nice future for C.J. Stroud. Defensively, you know, they, they they got Will Anderson last year. They could use another right defensive end as an as a edge rusher here, so that makes a lot of sense here if we wanted to just grab them Dallas Turner. Primarily an outside tackle edge rusher here. That makes a lot of sense. Jared Verse, the other outside tackle uh, from Florida State here. So I'm not sure which one fits their scheme a little bit better, uh, but I'm going to go ahead and grab them. Dallas Turner, uh, edge rusher. And the Cowboys, running back, center, defensive line, linebacker, corner. They need some offensive line help, if I recall correctly. Let's pull that up. Tyron Smith potentially gone. Tyler Smith locked in. Biotish, the center, potentially gone. Zach Martin staying around. Terrence Steele. They need some help here. I don't know if they can trust Terrence. Um, if they can test, trust Tyron Smith to stick around here. So uh, we're going to go ahead and give them the best left tackle available here, whether it is uh, Fatanu from Washington, which, again, I don't think he's the best run blocker. Uh, we're going to give them Graham Barton, the best potential left tackle here. The Packers on the board here. They need running back, tackle, defensive line, and safety. Some really good edge rushers available here. I think the Packers typically stick to that thought where, you know, building edge rushers in the trenches makes a lot of sense here. I don't think they're going to reach for anybody. Uh, they do need safety, but I don't think they're going to reach that high for safety. So Jared Verse, again, we've, we've called his name before. The outside edge rusher here from Florida State makes a lot of sense. Six foot four, 260. They got Rashawn Gary. They got Lucas Van Ness. Maybe getting a third guy uh, makes a little bit of sense to them to have some fun packages. But uh, I'm going to go Liatu Latu from UCLA. I really like him. He's a really good run defender and really good pass rush uh, ability here. So UCLA edge rusher for the Packers. Tampa Bay running back, tight end, interior offensive lineman, edge, linebacker, corner. They need it all. Just to speed this up a little bit, let's go ahead and get them the best of the rest edge rushers. Jared verse uh, Florida State. The Cardinals, we gave them Marvin Harrison Jr. at the beginning of the draft. Offensive line, defensive line, linebacker, cornerback, all pretty big needs here. Do they need, they probably need some offensive linemen here. So that's probably my next pick. Uh, protect Kyler Murray just a little bit here. They have Paris Johnson who they grabbed last year. DJ Humphreys left tackle. They primarily need inside interior offensive linemen. I don't know if there's anybody worth a grab here at pick 27. So maybe we kind of pivot from there. Defensive line, linebacker, I think makes a lot of sense here. Otherwise, they need cornerback help. And I know Rakestraw coming off of a little bit of a core muscle injury. But, uh, man, I've seen him go very, very high. Very good zone coverage player. Not the best in man coverage, though, but also a very good run defender. So we'll go with uh, Ennis Rakestraw, cornerback here. Buffalo Bills, man, they need a wide receiver. I think Troy Franklin, Lad McConkey could be, you know, and they have Dalton Kincaid. Don't know who their future stud receiver is going to be. I think Lad McConkey could be a 70, 80 catch guy in the future here. Uh, there's also a bunch of other receivers here, whether it's Troy Franklin, Adonai Mitchell, 
Uh, that's probably the end of the first round receivers for me, but I'm going to give him Troy Franklin. This is a field stretcher. Very, very fast. He's going to add some speed to this offense here. Don't know if they're bringing back Gabe Davis, but highly productive player at Oregon, almost 1400 yards, 14 touchdowns. This guy's going to take the top off the defense and you know, he's, he's a high target potential player here. He can run a lot of routes, great yards per route run last year. Contested catch rates, fine. Grade versus man coverage is pretty good. Drop rate, 10%, that's okay. Uh, but getting the Bills a receiver, I think, is what everyone's going to be mocking. So we'll go with Troy Franklin. The Detroit Lions, they need interior offensive linemen, defensive line, and corner. Don't know if there's any good cornerbacks left. That market kind of fizzled up quickly here. Uh, but I have seen, you know, a lot of buzz on Jordan Morgan, but their tackles seem to be in decent shape here. So what do we do here? for the Detroit Lions. Let's look at their depth chart real quick. I personally think they need wide receiver help. They have Amon Ross St. Brown. Josh Reynolds is fine. Jameson Williams, don't really know what we have with him yet, but this team runs a lot of three wide receiver stuff. Um, so getting a, a third wide receiver, I think makes a lot of sense. It could just be another rich, uh, rich weapon for them to use. Offensive line is really good. I personally don't see it. I think they're going to try and bring back Jonah Jackson and Vitae here at the right guard position. Defensively, they could always use more help. Um, I just, I don't know if there is, a, you know, they got Hutchinson, they got a rusher here. We can maybe grab them another edge rusher and just call it good. I don't know if there's one that sticks out here to me. I do like Chris Broswell here from Alabama. He's a three-year starter here, mostly an outside tackle. Not a great run defender, but he can rush the pass pretty well. So if you want to just go with that, that's probably where I would lean. Um, if they wanted to grab an interior offensive lineman, maybe they pull up for it. Uh, but I'm going to go edge rusher here for the Detroit Lions, Chris Broswell. The Baltimore Ravens, wide receiver, defensive line, cornerback are their major needs. This team needs wide receiver. I think getting Aladdin McConkey, they, they pretty much got that last year with Zay Flowers. I don't know if that's the move here. Uh, I got Fontenot, Mims falling pretty hard here. I don't know if they need a right tackle. Let me just double check Baltimore real quick. Where is Baltimore? Morgan Moses, they're starting right tackle here. This team needs offensive line. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go offensive line here. We're going to get them our Marius Mims from Georgia, primarily a right tackle here. Uh, missed some time the last few seasons here, but we're going to go our Marius Mims, the best right tackle available. The 49ers need offensive linemen and cornerback here. I'm not sure which linemen specifically here, but let's take a peek at their depth chart. Right guard could be of need. Right tackle could be of need here. So I'm seeing... You know, I think the left side of the line, honestly, like any position here on this offensive line could be upgraded here. And I've seen a lot of good things out of, of, of Tyler Guyton, the right tackle here out of Oklahoma, um, seeing him potentially being a first round pick here. So I'm just going to lock that in. I'm not seeing it for Troy Fano. He's not a zone blocker guy. Uh, Tyler Guyton, really bad zone grade, though. I don't know if that's going to stick out for the 49ers uh, either. Maybe they need a center. Fraser here. They're Jake Brendel. I've never heard of him. Uh, I don't know. Best interior offensive lineman for the San Francisco 49ers. We'll give them a center here. Zach Frazier out of West Virginia. What's his zone grade real quick? Decent. He's a decent blocker here. So uh, I'm just kind of trying to fill in a hole here and give them the best player that they need. And then the Kansas City Chiefs. They need very little. I think wide receiver is a very fun opportunity for them. If they wanted some of these fast, twitchy guys, you could get an Xavier Worthy here. Um, Jalen Polk's a lot of fun here, too. 
I don't like Keon Coleman that much. I do like Lad McConkey. Um, otherwise, defensive lineman could be a nice little fit for them. I don't really see one available. Um, yeah, kind of a big gap here down to the next best defensive lineman here, which is strange. We go to just DL real quick. Chris Jenkins. And then some big gaps down here. Um, so uh, with that being said, they do need wide receiver. I just, I don't know if there's one that I love here. I think Glad McConkey's a lot of fun. He is a mold of those white receivers, whether it's Julian Edelman, Wes Welker, uh, fantastic player against zone, not the best man coverage guy, uh, but this is a guy that Pat Mahomes is just going to know where he is. And we're just going to go Lad McConkey here, guy that could be a 60 to 80 catch player in that offense. Rasheed Rice, Lad McConkey, maybe your future for the Kansas City Chiefs. So uh, we're grading the draft here. I'm going to recap it for you guys. Pick one, Caleb Williams to the Chicago Bears. Drake May, pick two to the Commanders. Jaden Daniels, pick three to the Patriots. Marvin Harrison, fourth to the Arizona Cardinals. Malik Neighbors, five to the Chargers. Tackle Joe Alt to the New York Giants. Tackle Tylese Fuaga uh, to the Tennessee Titans. J.J. McCarthy up there to Michigan. Romo Dunze here to the Chicago Bears. Um, Fashanu, the Penn State tackle to the New York Jets. We got Bo Nixon here to the Minnesota Vikings. Cooper DeGene. Cornerback to the Denver Broncos. Another cornerback, Nate Wiggins, at 13 to the Raiders. Byron Murphy, the top defensive lineman available here going to New Orleans Saints. Quinion Mitchell, cornerback to the Colts. Jackson Powers Johnson, the best center in this draft. Oregon uh, going to Seattle Seahawks. And I didn't take another quarterback here. I could have threw in... I could have threw in Michael Penix, but I just didn't do it. Uh, the Jags grabbed defensive lineman Jerzon Newton. The Bengals grabbed left tackle... Uh, I think right tackle J.C. Latham, Brock Bowers at 19 going to the Rams, Terry Arnold, cornerback going to the Steelers, Brian Thomas Jr., wide receiver to the Dolphins, Kool-Aid McKinstry, uh, cornerback to the Eagles, Dallas Turner, edge rusher to the Houston Texans at 23, <coughs> Graham Barton, the tackle going to Dallas, uh, the edge rusher Latu from UCLA going to Green Bay, Jared Verse, the edge rusher from Florida State going to Tampa Bay, Ennis Rakestraw Jr., cornerback going to Arizona. Troy Franklin, wide receiver to Buffalo. Chris Broswell, the edge rusher going to Detroit. Armarius Mims, the uh, right tackle going to Baltimore. Interior offensive lineman center going to the San Francisco 49ers. And then Lad McConkey going to the Kansas City Chiefs. So uh, there's my draft. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Let me know what picks you guys like, what picks you didn't like. Don't have to uh, worry too much. We're just having fun mock drafting. Let me know your guys' thoughts. Thank you so much for your time. We'll see you guys uh, in a future video. Peace. Mm -hmm.